This is the first podcast I ever did back on November 5th, 2019. So a little over a year ago, which has been crazy. So 2020 has been the first year of my podcast. I I only uh, produced like five or six podcasts from November to December of 2019. And I really just started taking podcasting seriously come Q4 of 2020. I released about 30 or 40 episodes before then. But this is coming to an end of 90 podcasts in 90 days. This is the 89th episode. Um, tomorrow will be the 90th episode on New Year's Eve. So it's been it's been a crazy journey and I've just learned so much about myself. So I really wanted to throw it back on uh, on this episode um, to really show you where, where I started. Um, so on this episode, I dive into my journey um, as of November of 2019. So obviously 2020 has changed almost everything about my life. So um, it's super cool to be able to look back at these episodes and see where I was at a certain point in time. So really hope you enjoy this episode. Stay tuned for more um, episodes coming shortly. Huge changes coming in 2021. So I will uh, definitely update you on that. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Thanks for tuning in. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Starting Blank Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Lister, and this is the very first episode we are launching. I'm actually going to be diving into my own story on what I do currently, how I got here, how I didn't go to college, and how I turned my iPhone camera into a full-time business creating video content for a living for brands really ranging from startups to all the way up to Fortune 500 companies. And again, I'm going to be diving into my background here. And that's really what Starting Blank is all about. Starting Blank is a podcast and YouTube channel just diving into entrepreneurs and creators' really lifestyle and life on how they built what they've what they've built, whether that's a company, whether that's a YouTube channel, a podcast, anything they're creating right now, what are the steps to build that and how can you guys implement what they've learned through the process into your own lives? So let's get into it. Again, this show will be a combination of personal episodes like this and just essentially solo episodes and um, interviews with other top creators in the world. I'm hoping to get a few top ones on here and going into 2020, this is a great start to the show. So let's get into it. Hopefully you guys are excited as I am and I'm going to be launching this very, very soon, hopefully within the next few weeks. So if you're listening now, please make sure to subscribe for future podcasts and let's get into it. So to start off, again, my name is Sam Lister. I run my own videography company called Blank Slate Media. We are a video agency specializing in social media marketing videos, but it didn't really start here. I am going to throw it all the way back to my high school days. Um, I grew up in a small town called Greendale, Wisconsin, uh, about 15, 20 minutes southwest of Milwaukee, a few hours north of Chicago. So... Talking about entrepreneurship, and in high school, I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset. My mom and dad ran their own businesses back in the day. My dad uh, runs his own business currently. 
So I've always had this idea of not working for someone else and really doing my own thing. So that's really been implanted into my mind for a young age. So growing up, I always loved the process of making money. Not really money itself, but the freedoms that it would create. But again, I loved the process. So I, I didn't go out and sell candy and sell school store supplies. Um, but I think grass cutting was like my main hobby uh, growing up. So I started cutting grass in middle school and I loved, loved, loved cutting grass. And I loved that I got paid for it. So it really started off as just cutting my own grass, then cutting few of my neighbor's grasses, and then my grandma and grandpa's grass. And then as I realized I could make money doing this and I really loved doing and loved cutting grass I realized hey there's probably other cool ways to make money that I thoroughly enjoy and throughout my life this has kind of been a main theme that I've stuck with is how do I make money but doing something I really love to do and that's exactly what I've done so I started cutting grass uh, middle school all through my high school years um, started cutting it with my older brother then moved solo um, so yeah, that's that's how I kind of got my entrepreneurial start in a sense. I never really implemented it and turned it into an actual business, but diving into high school days. So my freshman year, I got my very first job at the Rock Sports Complex, which is a baseball complex in summer and then a snow park in winter. So again, I love baseball and snowboarding. I grew up doing both of those. I played high school baseball um, my freshman and sophomore year, and I've played it my whole entire life leading up to high school. And then I've also been snowboarding since I was, I think, like four or five years old. So two kind of lifelong passions of mine. When I, when I immediately turned 14, I got my first job as a pizza cook at the Rock Sports Complex. And this is where um, I really learned how to like lead a team and follow directions and really do the best I can in a situation outside of school. Um, I wanted to make the best gosh dang pizzas I ever could and that's what I did um so I loved working at the rock it was called DiMaggio's was the pizza place so I was a pizza cook and pizza delivery boy I mainly cooked the pizzas so I stayed in the kitchen um and it was a very small operation it's just a pizza cook and a pizza delivery person so I got to spend a lot of time with with the delivery person on some nights you handle both so you're solo so you really learn a lot about like time management and getting stuff done on time and um, kind of just the acts of being on your own and being your own boss. There was never really a, like a boss man or boss woman um, there at the time. So you were always on your own. You always had to figure out like problem solving and okay, how do I man the phones? How do I create pizzas? How do I do all the processes and um, kind of have them work together so you're not behind on the orders. So again, I loved it. It was a little stressful at times, but Looking back on it, you're, you're making pizzas, so it, it wasn't really that stressful. Um, so when I was 14, 14 to like 15 years old, my freshman to sophomore year, I uh, kept working at DiMaggio's in the summer. And then in winter, um, the Rock Sports Complex turned into a, a ski hill. So I got into creating um, like the snow park features, the jumps and rails. And this is where it really um, like took off. I loved working winters because I got to snowboard for a living and like there was zero complaints here I wasn't getting paid that much money 
but the key point was I was doing what I loved and making money in that process. So I never, like looking back on it, I never worked a job that I disliked. Like I never had to go work like fast food or anything. So I stayed at The Rock and I just started off as the very entry level positions um, through my high school career, my high school years. Then when it came to my like junior, senior year, um, I transitioned into the baseball fields um, instead of the pizza cooks. And this is kind of like a step up in a sense. Um, when I, as soon as I turned 18, I landed uh, managerial roles um, with uh, baseball fields and snow parks. You have to be 18. So that's when I really got into managing people and learning how to lead a team and managing people and managing the time between the people and making sure everyone's on their their specific tasks. So this was this was awesome. I absolutely loved working at The Rock. And the freedom I got, I, again, had like my bosses, but I had a lot of personal freedom. And that's really where I learned how to um, implement my work ethic and really create momentum with the team. Even though it was in a small, like informal setting at running a baseball field in Snow Park, it was still a great chance to inspire and lead a team, um, again, in a non-pressure filled situation um, like I was in. So fast forward to my senior year of high school, I was still working at The Rock. Um, yeah, my, uh, my, my senior year was wild. Um, I guess taking a step back real quick, not jumping all over the place. My junior year is really when the entrepreneurial ventures started to come up and happen for me. And I started testing things out a little bit um, while still working at The Rock. So again, I was about 17 years old at the time, my junior year of high school. Um, second semester, a fellow entrepreneur named Steve Glenn came into one of my business classes. So it is probably like a business marketing class. And he was pitching this idea called the Innovation Bridge. And what this Innovation Bridge concept was, was a uh, essentially a business summer camp targeted towards high school students to help them uh, with business and teach business and get connected to the right people. So he came into the class and was asking for students to help out with this mission. So I was one of the, I was the only one who was interested in this. I, I took his business card, Steve Glenn's business card. And again, this was the, um, my second semester of my junior year in high school. So I took his business card and said, hey Steve, I'm interested in this, yada, yada, yada. Fast forward um, that summer, I kept working at The Rock. Um, again, I uh, was going into my senior year and I turned 18 I turned 18 in October. So that is when I got the, my first like managing role. Um, so that was just finishing up the last half of the baseball season, uh, the last little bit of the baseball season. And that is really when Steve Glenn reached back out to me uh, a few months later, said, hey, we are ready for this, for the students to come into this bridge idea and really pitch the concept. So I, uh, I went over to Steve Glenn's living room. He lives in Greendale. So you know, normal 17, 18 year old going to a random dude's house that he invited me to. Uh, yeah, normal. Um, and then from there, I just really sparked some conversations with some of the team members, um, a fellow named Ivan Rahman specifically. So at the time, I was super interested in cryptocurrencies. He was also interested in cryptocurrencies. So I've, I invested quite a bit of money um, into the big crypto boom 
uh, at the end of 2017. Yeah, looking back on it now, I wasted a lot of money, but I have learned a lot in the process. Um, so yeah, going, going back to, I guess, my junior year, I'm jumping all over the place, but that's really how my mind works and my story has been. Um, so yeah, my my junior year, um, that, that winter was really when cryptocurrency started absolutely booming. So that's when I jumped into there. So that was really my main focus at the time. Um, again, but fast forwarding to my start of the senior year, I... I was a part of this bridge initiative and how to build that. Got really connected with Ivan and we kept our conversation up and Steve and I kept our conversation up. So that's, I had two uh, informal mentors in a sense. There was a few other kids that got involved in this. There was about five or six other kids across the, across the surrounding schools that got involved in this bridge idea. But I was really the only one who stayed connected with the top two, uh, Steve and Ivan in a sense, um, and really just formed that connection. So I'm, I go back to school, I'm working on this bridge thing, a little, like part-time, maybe like talking to them once a week. There was a team of about six or seven of them, uh, just kind of staying in the loop. We, we had that initial meeting, then a few meetings after, and then things were kind of dying off. I didn't really hear much of them, but then um, come the second semester of my senior year, so this was like January or February of 2018, Ivan Ramon said, hey, you should go to this blockchain event at Marquette University and hosted by Startup Milwaukee. They're just going to be talking about cryptocurrencies and blockchain and new technology. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what a networking event is. I don't know what a business event is. Like, what is this thing? How do I apply to it? Like, is it free? He's like, yeah, it's free. Here's the sign up link. I'll see you there. Then I was just scared shitless. I'm like, I don't know what to do here. Like there's probably dudes wearing suits and ties and official people making money. I'm like, I, I'm uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to do this, but then I, uh, I did it and I was so scared. I brought my dad with, so that's a cool story. So this is February of 2018. Brought my dad to my very first networking event ever because I was absolutely terrified. So I go to the event. It's at Marquette. I wear my nice, I think I wore like a button up. I wore dress shoes and I get there and there's some people wearing suits and ties, but then there's other people wearing like t-shirts and pants. And I'm like, oh, this isn't too bad. Again, I had no idea who anyone was at the time. I only knew my dad and Ivan Rahman at the time. So I go, I listen to all the pitches. There's four or five companies pitching. Um, again, this was at Marquette for the 707 Blockchain Lab. So I go to this event. This was in February. No, oh, that's cool. I just kind of stay connected, stay connected. Um, at the time, again, I was super interested in cryptocurrency and I was flirting with e-commerce at the time. So I was creating my own drop shipping e-commerce sites. Um, so those were kind of my main two um, missions and like focuses right there so cryptocurrency investing and e-commerce i was um also playing around with like forex and cryptocurrency trading and option i didn't really get into options trading but i was interested in it really just any ways to make money so going back again um i was super interested in these entrepreneurial ventures from essentially a young age so Again, going back to my junior year, I tested some real estate stuff. I took a few courses. I, 
Um, then I got into cryptocurrency, like I said. Then after cryptocurrency, I got into e-commerce and drop shipping. And hey, how do I sell online products? Essentially, getting products from Alibaba and then drop shipping them, creating my own Shopify store, and running ads um, based on that. None of that worked. All of that failed. And I lost a lot of money in the process, but that is what makes this such a great story um, and learning lesson because I spent thousands of dollars testing those things. None of them worked out. I mean, none of them. I lost thousands and thousands of dollars, which was a lot for a 17, 18 year old kid that was working a pizza job, making 10 bucks an hour. So I just put all that money back into testing different ventures. Again, fast forward again to my I guess uh, senior year, second semester, I knew I wasn't going to college um, and I knew I needed to start something. I needed to start making money. So I decided not to go to college um, and I decided to really go all in um, on some sort of entrepreneurial venture and really force myself to make this work. So senior year comes around graduate high school in june of 2018 and then quit my job at the rock which i've had for four years i quit that my um i think july of of 2018 so july on i was officially self-employed um doing doing everything on my own so at the time again i was focused heavily on drop shipping and in April of 2018, so again, second semester senior year, a little before graduation, I was introduced to this character called v Gary V. I was like, okay, who's this dude? He seems kind of cool. He's making some cool content. I start digging into his, his content and he's like, document, 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 document over create. Tell people about your story. I'm like, okay, what does that really mean? So I started just with my iPhone documenting this journey about everything I was doing, t uh, telling people about cryptocurrency and different investments I was making and e-commerce and everything I was doing in there. And I just kept creating. I kept going on Instagram stories, Instagram live, making little like meme videos, anything I could do to just create and create and create and stay consistent. So this was April of 2018 when I made my very first video ever. So throughout that summer, I just kept creating kept uh, pushing um, e-commerce stuff and really not getting anywhere in that. So fast forward, oh, oh uh, while this is going on, um, the bridge idea was kind of in the background and there's a few iterations of the bridge. So at the time it was um, shifting towards what it is now, which is intro. Um, so again, we're talking about 20, the summer of 2018. I didn't really meet with Steve or Ivan too much. They were still kind of acting as a, a loose mentor to me um, with the bridge, which was you know, or um, intro at the time. So fast forward to August of 2018. I, I was, I've been creating for a few months now, doing e-commerce, still doing video very consistently, building my personal brand uh, predominantly on Instagram and Facebook at the time, a little bit of Snapchat videos, just telling people what I was doing um, and the process that goes behind that. So come August of 2018, I was introduced to my friend Quentin Alums um, and he told me, hey, you got to get on this LinkedIn thing. 
I was like LinkedIn. I I absolutely hate LinkedIn. That's what uh, intro was going to combat. I I absolutely hated LinkedIn as as a high school student or as a as a young professional because I didn't have a professional background. I didn't really have any prior work experience, so I really hated LinkedIn. Um, uh, another connection uh, connected us to so Joe Peschel who. Steve and Ivan connected me to, and as as my story goes on, exit role play for a second, exit story time for a second. As my story continues, you see a lot of pieces wrapping together and really tying in on pieces. Oh, you made that connection in August of 2018. Here's how it emerges now, and everything's kind of like a big spider web in a sense. So. Back into story time. Again, we are talking about the fall of 2018. This was the first uh, year I wasn't gonna go to school. So this what this is what would be my freshman year of college. But again, didn't go to college as a reminder. So I hopped on this LinkedIn thing because um, a few connections um, said, yo, yo, you need to start putting your videos on there. So I said, okay. I started just consistently documenting everything I was doing, taking those videos I was posting on Instagram, hopping over to LinkedIn and just started pushing content every single day, video after video, um, just trying to make something work. And these videos were really about the process I was going through and the success I was trying, trying to become and build for myself. I wasn't talking about how successful I was. I was really just documenting and I still am just documenting my journey and telling people the journey and the chase to become successful and build a company and create content for a living. I was just authentically telling people that and that goes into another kind of loophole of content where a lot of people get wrapped up on what to tell people, what what value to bring, what videos to create. But going back to documenting your journey is super important and that's kind of what I've gone back to anytime I get stuck creating content. So LinkedIn, again, August of 2018, hop on the platform. Within two weeks of the platform, I had another connection reach out to me, Joe Peschel, who connected Q&I, offering me um, essentially my first video gig ever. I was still creating with my iPhone at the time, iPhone and AirPods, that's what I was creating all of my videos with. Started editing on iMovie on my iPhone, then I moved to my laptop and then just uh, kept moving on from there. So um, Quentin hosted a LinkedIn local in Milwaukee. So just uh, an event um, that gathers a lot of like professionals on LinkedIn and other LinkedIn content creators around the world together in this one event. So I go to that event. Again, I was creating content only for like two weeks before then. So I was brand new to the LinkedIn space, but because I consistently posted content for those two weeks, I made a little dent in the Milwaukee ecosystem of, hey, who's this long haired kid? I had super long hair at the time. Who's this long haired kid creating content? So I I had a few people know my name around there, not too many people, um, but I, I got connected with Q. And then at the event, I met a, um, a couple named Luke and Shay. So Luke and Shay uh, ran Margle Media at the time, and that was, again, August of 2018. We got connected at that event, and they offered me 
um, kind of a, a position to come in and create content behind the scenes of their video video agency. So I took that offer and then um, that's kind of where everything started. So again, going back from that, I told you Joe Peschel uh, offered me my very first video um, video contract. So that was a $5,000 deal um, that lasted me from September through December. So that was a, essentially a four-month video gig, a uh, few thousand bucks, and I just invested all of that back into the company. So soon after that, I apologize, I went out of order a little bit. So after Joe got uh, gave me that first contract, then the event happened. Then I was uh, introduced to Luke and Shay, where um, they gave me the behind-the-scenes um, kind of rundown of their company. So. Uh, these these deals happened very quickly. So again, this was in like aug late August of 2018 going into September. I realized I'm now getting paid to make videos. This is amazing, but I'm still just creating with my iPhone. I should probably buy a camera. So shortly after I got those contracts, I put that money into an entry-level camera, like a six $700 setup with a few lenses and, um, and just uh, Canon SL2. So entry-level DSLR camera. So uh, the the commons, so with Joe Peschel, they host events. So I host, I uh, filmed an event for them the first week I got my camera just to test it out. That was kind of built into the contract. I I was just handled personally, I was handling personal videos for Joe and then, um, and then event videos for the commons. Again, this is the very first weekend of uh, filming with a camera. So after that weekend event, it was a Saturday and Sunday event. Sunday night, I was going home. I was, I had my camera in hand, getting out of the event, and I walk into the elevator, and a gentleman uh, with a fresh Empire T-shirt um, came into the elevator with me. I was holding my camera, and he said, "Hey, you do you do video?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I do video. Why?" He's like, oh, I host a, an event company called Fresh Empire. We're a nationwide company, and essentially we help promote tobacco-free living in like hip-hop culture, but we host a bunch of essentially club events for teenagers. So obviously no smoking, no alcohol, none of that. Just a safe space for kids to go. But our videographer just dropped out. Are you able to create event videos? And I looked at him, and this was literally like two days after I bought my camera. I said... Yeah, I can do that. And he was like, cool. Our budget's like three, four hundred bucks. Does that work for you? I said, yes, because I was ecstatic. I'm like, I don't know how much videos cost. So I said yes to that. And he's like, cool. Our events in four days. Can you do that? I'm like, yep, I'll make it work. So again, at the time, I had no idea how to shoot any manual settings. And if you know anything about cameras, you cannot shoot a club event with lasers and lights and music and music doesn't really matter but lasers and lights and darkness on auto settings so i had to learn everything about cameras and manual settings within three or four days so i did it i studied youtube for i don't know 40 hours the next three days and just had my heads down learning, learning anything I could about what's the aperture, what's the shutter speed, what's frames per second, what's the white balance, all that I had to learn it on the spot essentially. So I show up to the event a few days later after the commons event and I crushed it. Like I had no idea what I was doing, but I acted like I've been there before, I've done that. 
So I ran around. I filmed literally everything I could because I'm like, I need to make a 30 second video. If I have four hours worth of footage, I can make this work. So I upload the footage that night, get to editing. I get him the rough draft of the edit the next day. And um, he, he just requested a few revisions. And again, this was on iMovie and I was ecstatic. Um, so I, I make those revisions. I, I do what I do. And he was like, dude, I love this. Can you do the next event? Can you do the next event? And he just kept asking me to do these events. And I said yes to all of those opportunities. So that was kind of how I got my start in video. So it started off with the commons. Then I, I filmed some behind the scenes with Margo Media, then Fresh Empire. And those were essentially my three very first video gigs. Got paid a few thousand bucks. Um, the, the first month I was in business, um, I guess, I guess going back. So I was like all that all happened in September. Then I launched my company starting or uh, I launched my company blank slate media in October of 2018. So now the story goes to October of 2018, um, but going back uh, again, sorry, jumping around a little bit, but that's how my brain works and that's how this story goes. So jumping around a little bit, fat, uh, rewind to August of 2018, back to the intro stuff, uh, which was again, the, the initiative with Steve and Ivan. We, we pivoted a little bit, and instead of doing a an innovation summer camp, we were uh, transitioning into job shadows. So through Steve's connections, we set up a few job shadows with local media companies um, just to go in and show what, what it's like to uh, work kind of behind the scenes and go really into hey, what is business? What's a media agency? Who are business owners and talking to them? So essentially it's just an in-depth job shadow, but sounds cooler or sounds lamer than it is, but it's actually pretty cool. So I went in to three, I think three different job shadows with local Milwaukee media agencies. And I brought three different friends with that I found on social media. So I do this and and at the time, again, I was I was doing just a little bit of videos with my iPhone. I said, can I vlog this? I'll make vlogs for these media companies. Um, and that's that's kind of how I'll I'll get started. So I'm doing these vlogs. I'm doing these vlogs. Um, I'm there. I made like five or six minute vlogs, each just showcasing the event, showcasing the job shadow, showcasing what I was doing and the um, the companies that I was involved with and then just edited them. So those were like, I, again, I wasn't getting paid for those, but that was kind of just like how I got into doing videos for actual companies and seeing that. So then this, so that was before Joe and uh, fresh empire and Margo media. So that was that also at the same time, I was talking to another video guy um, and at the time, I was going to partner with him and have him handle all of the video side of the business, and I handle the branding because, again, I didn't have any camera cameras at the time. I had no idea what I was doing with that. Um, so I was going to partner with a video partner, but when I was talking to Luke Marlowe at Margle Media, when he brought me in to film behind the scenes, he told me, do not bring on anyone else before you learn how to do all of the video stuff yourself. And I really took that to heart. So I took a step back and said, okay, 
I need to learn everything I can about video and that's exactly what I did. So I was at Margo Media for about a month um, before we stopped our contract just because things didn't end up working out, timing was a little off, but I learned a lot. And I, the main thing I learned was to invest in yourself and invest in your own skills. So after Margo Media, I took all of the things I learned, I took the money I had, and just kept investing into bigger and better gear um, to create higher quality videos. And I invested into a few um, like entry level courses and I was learning a lot on YouTube. So then I, um, I started filming just events around Milwaukee and a company called Startup Milwaukee reached out to me um, and asked me to film their Startup Milwaukee week, which was in November of, of 2018. And if you, we're listening closely way back in February of 2018. I went to that first event at Marquette and startup Milwaukee. That is the same company I was filming for 10 months later. So that's how that shows you how fast things move. So I filmed their biggest event week of, of the year. And that was in November of 2018. I selfishly, I crushed that event really just getting into video. So I, at the time, I was still pushing a lot of LinkedIn content. My name's getting bigger. I'm building a bigger brand there. Uh, I went from zero followers in August to probably four or 5,000 followers in the, in the first few months there. So little following base. So I filmed Startup Milwaukee. After that, I got a bunch of attention saying, oh, Sam does video. So around the Milwaukee area, um, I just... I kind of built my brand around video and just kept getting essentially freelance clients. So um, this was under Blank Slate Media, which I which I started in October of 2018, one day before I turned 19 years old. So started that, went through um, quarter four, uh, just really working on other other media projects. I did some work for Marquette University, which was again going back to February. The the event I was terrified to go to the very first event I did I ended up filming with them before the end of the year so started Milwaukee and Marquette University were both clients um, so did some work with them did some work with the water council made a few thousand bucks um, that the first three months I made around twenty thousand dollars doing video literally starting with my iPhone so that shows you how powerful your brand can be but I didn't pay myself 20 grand. I put it all back into the business because this is a new business. You need to invest in yourself and yada, yada, yada. And that brings us to 2019, the year we are in right now. 2019 was going to be the best year of my life. And it really has been the best year of my life. So much growth has happened this year. And it's crazy looking back and just remembering everything I've, I've gone through. So at, at the end of, uh, end of 2018, I just said, 2019 will be a year of crazy growth. You are going to go hard in video and you are going to make things happen. You're going to make waves in your community. Um, all that, I, I went in super excited because I just came off of three pretty solid months to start the year off with um, as far as from a business standpoint. January hits, I make no money. February hits, I make very little money. March hits, I make a little bit more money. But then I kind of took a step back. I'm like, oh, wow, this business thing isn't as easy as it seems. I got a little cocky to start off with, made a few thousand bucks. Again, put it back into the company. 
but um quarter quarter one of 2019 was not off to a hot start and i was like okay it's it's just because um the other businesses and yada yada i was just making up excuse and excuse of why this isn't working at the time um but luckily i still had money saved up so it didn't hurt me too bad um so so i just kept working with uh smaller and smaller clients here and there <coughs> kept working with smaller clients with within blank slate media and then uh, February comes around, um, and I actually landed my very first speaking gig. So I spoke down in Rockford, Illinois, about how I started Blank Slate Media and my own media company. So this was um, this was pretty awesome. Uh, this was my very first professional speaking gig, in a sense, talking about business. Um, super cool. A company called One Million Cups invited me to speak, so that was that kind of got my toes in the water of speaking. I I landed a few more clients. I landed my first out-of-state client um, based out of Washington D.C. So I I traveled out there with another media agency, local media agency, and handled videos in Washington D.C. So I took that trip. I believe in um march or april of 2018 so out of a few months after things are starting to pick up a little bit uh doing some work for for some pretty big companies um landed a few video gigs with northwestern mutual and rockwell automation which are both fortune 500 companies so i landed these in the first year and that was kind of a huge kickstarter of hey i can actually do this full time i can make a living doing video and have it be sustainable um so just kind of fast forward through 2019, it was just a blur. I just put all my attention on building this company and getting bigger clients and just really moving as fast as I could because I knew I needed to move. Every Like if I didn't move, someone else was moving at the time and I just took all of that fuel and put it behind me and just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger clients. Um, had a few good months um, throughout the summer. I got another uh, video gig down in Miami, Florida, um, in in the summer, in late summer of 2018. So that was uh, that was one of my biggest uh, video gigs. But yeah, 2019 um, up until this point has just been of 100% focus on Blank Slate Media. I continued to do a few smaller speaking gigs um, during that time and kept building my brand on LinkedIn. Now at the time of this recording, which is November of 2019, um, I'm at about 30,000 followers on LinkedIn in this uh, past year or so. Um, so it's, it's moved pretty quick. And now I'm in a very interesting point where I've gone all in on building this video agency essentially and I'm realizing one very important thing is that I don't think I want to run an agency anymore. I haven't been super fulfilled running this and that's why this past year has been a blur because I got into running an agency because it was the easiest way to get paid. It was my first way to get paid. Like it, it was easy finding clients and building my brand. And I'm like, oh, I, I could do this all day long. But as I got deeper and deeper and deeper into the agency, I realized kind of the flaws behind it. It's like, it's not as glorified as it seems. Um, a lot of your like creative freedom is constricted by the clients. And um, I just kind of fell out of love with that model, which is completely fine. And it's important to realize that. 
So as we are sitting here, November of 2019, that is why I am starting this podcast to eventually step out of the agency life and start creating content on my own uh, full time. So that is why I'm launching Starting Blank, which is again the podcast you are listening to and the YouTube channel you will watch. So uh, I am going to be... uh, essentially traveling the world and interviewing other top creators and entrepreneurs with my buddy Tyler Reitzman. Tyler is my main filmer. I hired him back in March of 2018 and he's just helped me a ton with video stuff. Um, yeah, I this agency has just been super, super interesting. I uh, hired a few people throughout the summer, um, let go of them just to scale back because I hired too quickly. Um, yeah, now we are in a very, very interesting point going forward as I ramp up for 2020 and just figure out what's next in life. And I just really wanted to get on this first podcast to tell you guys, this has been my life for the past two or three years. Um, Graduated high school uh, while I was still doing a bunch of entrepreneurial ventures. Nothing was really working for me. I got into video a little bit, started with my iPhone, went all, all in and made some money built an agency, and now I'm kind of stepping back and figuring out what's next in life. So essentially, I like to think of this as like a three-year process. Like year number one for me was Blank Slate Media. That's this social media agency. Year number two, which will be 2020, that will be just traveling the country, interviewing um, top minds and top creators in this in this country. And year number three, I want to go worldwide, and I want to travel to all seven continents and replicate that process. Process, excuse me, and really take what I've built in Milwaukee, which is a very strong, tight knit uh, network, but build that worldwide. Um, and that's that's really the key here, like looking back on this whole journey over the past two years, your network is everything. When I started, I started off with that one connection. Then he connected me with another connection, then one more connection. Then I had a core group of like three essentially informal mentors to me. And from there, you just need to take action and meet as many people as possible. And this whole spider web of a network just builds over time. And that's really what I've woken up to there's no way any of this could have been possible without the network I have but you need to put in the work to actually build that and prove to those people hey I'm worthy enough to be in your network and for you to help me out so many people take like network connections and just kind of throw them to the side and throw them to the side you need to invest in that you need to invest in other people because people are investing into you and that's how you really build like People have social social equity, they have monetary equity, which is obviously how much money and capital they have, but then they also have their network. So for someone else to make kind of a network connection um, to you, that's them using up their social equity and that's them investing into you. So with you not capitalizing on that, you're you're disservicing the other person that made that initial connection. And that's something I've really taken to heart this past, these past few years. Any single person that connects me to another person, I try to follow up immediately. I try to grab coffee with them and just meet and network with as many people as possible and figure out ways to bring value to them. So 
that's essentially how I've built what I've built so far. Um, but again, as I transition into this next chapter of my life, which is going all in on personal content, YouTube, travel, and podcasts, um, this will be interesting because I want to uh, interview top creators in this world. I want to travel to a bunch of different places. I want to hit all 50 states next year and take my uh, my main filmer, Tyler Reitzman, with me. So he will be on probably the next podcast. But I'm super excited for you guys to check this out and make sure to subscribe if you haven't. And I plan on uh, publishing at least, at least weekly podcast going forward. So this is podcast number one. Again, the start of starting blank as I transition from my video agency to going full-time into personal content creation. You can watch out for many more tips and tricks on entrepreneurship, top entrepreneurs and creators in the world, how they've built the life they live currently, and how you can implement all of those things into your day-to-day. So you can follow me on all social medias, um, TikTok, LinkedIn, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, I am there. And I look forward to publishing this and uh, really going all in on, on my personal content going forward. Again, let me know what you guys think. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And I will see you on the next podcast. Again, this is episode number one. My name is Sam Lister, the host. And this has been my story on how I've gotten to where I am right now. So I look forward to hearing you guys, hearing from you guys and talking to you guys on the next episode. So stay tuned, subscribe, and leave a comment and rating down below if you like. It really means a lot. And thank you guys for the support. I'm jacked up about this. Have a good one, guys. And again, this is Sam Lister signing off.